0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Yes, the church is essential to God's plan of salvation. That was the statement last week and it is true, it's true. Uh, And we're not talking about buildings. someone put that in, we don't need buildings, we don't. The church is the people, that's us, we are the church. And God wants us to be part of his work of salvation. So even before he, he created the universe, in his mind was the church, people coming together in his name to do the work of God. Now, the original church was Israel. They, too, were the church. And the word uh, in Greek that means church is ecclesia, and that is used to translate the Hebrew, which means assembly. So when people assembled together in the name of God, they were God's people. They were God's church. So think of it. We are essential to God's plan of salvation. So let's say this. Repeat after me. I am essential. I am essential. Now say it like you mean it. I I am am essential. essential. Now, did you ever think you'd be saying that? Norma. We are. Isn't that amazing? We are essential. God wants us to be front and center. He wants us to go forth and proclaim the gospel. And if we don't do it, it doesn't get done. And God's not going to do it. He's done everything he could do. And he's still with us, obviously. He's in this assembly. He's here in his real presence. He's in us, the church Assembled together, he was in those readings that we heard. He is in his flesh and blood, that's his real presence too, and he's in me as the ordained priest. So he's still here, but we are now his hands and his feet. We are. So if we don't do what Jesus was doing, continue his work, it's not going to be done. So every single one of us is essential to God's plan of salvation. And in today's reading, and this is a continuation in the Gospel of Matthew of the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, last week we had the Beatitudes. This week we have uh, two analogies, two metaphors that Jesus uh, says: we are salt for the earth, we are light for the world. Now think of that. Back then, and even today, salt is absolutely essential to Thriving, In fact, um, anybody know uh, the name of the salt city of New York State? Syracuse. Syracuse. That's the salt city. That's the name of it. And so people used to ship salt out all over the place from the salt springs in Syracuse because it was so important. Everybody needed it. And, you know, people will put out salt licks for deer. Everybody needs salt. And of course, uh, thousands of years ago, they would use salt to preserve food. We use it to spice things up, but it's absolutely essential. There's that word again, essential to life. We are supposed to be like salt, preserving what is good, uh, bringing the good out of people. We are essential. You know, we're not castaways. It doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter how sinful we are. You know, we listened to Paul. What did he say? You know, I didn't come to you all well-spoken, knowing what to do. No, he came just like the rest of us, not really knowing what to do. And yet, because he had a great relationship with God and open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, he became salt for the world. And that's the same for us, too. We have to grow in our ministry, our reaching out to people. So we are essential, just like salt and light. I mean, I brought out the sun. I think you noticed that, you know? That's here because of me. So I'm bringing not only sunlight, but my sunlight to you too. But we're supposed to be light to the world. Now I know those of you who are older and have multifocal glasses, boy, I gotta have light to read. You know, I, I'm in the store, sometimes I go in like this and, and then I'm taking them off and, you know, turn the lights up already. But we need light so that we can see where things are so that we don't trip and fall and so other people will know the way to go. And lighthouses, you know, if it weren't for lighthouses, now we have radar today which has taken place a lot of that but still people need some kind of light to know where they are and those lighthouses are there so that the ships will avoid being destroyed that's the kind of light we're supposed to be we're supposed to be a light that shines out in the darkness so people will come this way to the Lord as opposed to going into the darkness where there is destruction and pain but we are light we are essential to the life of the world. We are essential to God's plan of salvation. And each one of us is unique. You know, we could say, well, be another Paul. Well, none of us is gonna be another Paul. It'd be nice, but God is much more creative than that. He knows just the way we are, we are unique, and we have a particular essential role to play in the work of salvation. And so part of our process in growing is we have to find those particular gifts. If we haven't found them yet, then we have to do some studying and praying. They're listed in the scriptures. There are gift uh, evaluations you can take to kind of figure out what's your gift. You know, some people are really good at hospitality. That's a great gift, an essential gift to the church. There are some who are good at administration. Absolutely essential to the life of the church. So we have these people doing this, we have people doing that, but together we come together as an assembly to praise the Lord, to remember who we are so that when we go out and are sent out, we're gonna know what we're supposed to be doing and to do it better in, in, in little ways, little ways. And I don't think we realize too that even the little efforts we make, we push ourselves to make, to do something, has huge, huge ramifications in the world. God can take our little efforts and multiply them. And the hope is that as we continue to practice our gifts, as we continue to use them, we're gonna find other ways. Say, oh, I'm gonna try this tomorrow. Or I'm gonna try that. Or, you know, I never thought I might do that, but I'm gonna see if it works. And that's part of working on our gifts to find out indeed if they are the ones that we're supposed to be focusing on. But every one of you, Myself, we are essential, absolutely essential to the work of salvation. And looking at the world today, as a priest, I look at the world and I think, boy, we're not doing a very good job. You know, Christians are all over the world. The Catholic Church is on every single continent. The Catholic Church provides more aid of all kinds than any other organization or government. And still... Look at the evil. So are we not using our saltiness to grab people's attention and to change things, to help people be healthy, to know what they're, who they are in the eyes of God? Are we hiding our light under a bushel basket? You know, I know we, we all have uh, fear and we all say, well, I can't do that. Well, is it that we can't do it or that I haven't tried it? You know, G.K. Chesterton said, it's not that Christianity has been tried and failed, it's that it hasn't been tried. You know, it's still true today. If every Christian, or even 10% of all Christians in the world, Catholic and otherwise, actually got really deep into their, their roles as essential elements of God's kingdom, of God's kingdom on earth, I think a lot more would be happening. But we have to stop thinking, who am I, poor me, uh, and saying, I am rich beyond belief because I have God. I am baptized in the image and likeness of God, created in the image and likeness of God. I have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Nobody can take those away from me. And God gives each of us a call to go forth and use those gifts so that other people will say, geez, I'm essential too to God's kingdom because God wants me, he wants everybody in the kingdom. We know that, and so we should be going out to tell other people that yes, God created them mindfully, not just some accident, but he knew exactly what he was doing, even before he created the universe, he knew we were gonna be here today, praising the Lord. So he knows everything, and his hope is, his desire is that we understand the enormous wonder, of who we are that we are indeed essential to god's plan so in a way we have to keep building ourselves up and build up one another so if someone says hey you know i, I was over here last week and i turned to someone and i said you're wonderful and the response of that person we're supposed to share that with other people because great things happen and we never know even the littlest of attempts to show the goodness of God, to show the light of Christ, to show the, the salt that we are called to be in the world, what it will do to an individual. We, we never know, well, we'll know someday, if we go to heaven, we'll know that, but right now we don't, but we're supposed to keep practicing it, keep remembering, I'm not just some generic human being but I am a unique child of God, and I am essential to what God wants to happen in the world. Every single one of us, no matter our age, no matter our health, no matter our education, doesn't matter, we all have equal access to the Father. We have equal access to the Holy Spirit. We have equal access to the Son, through whom and for whom we were made. So we belong to God as unique children of God, And again, it's up to us to be that salt, to be that light in the world. So, as you go forth this week, you know, think about um, being essential. You know, Paul had his uh, doubts, Peter had his doubts, we have our doubts, but are we going to stay rooted in those doubts, or are we going to say, no, no, I am essential, I'm not going to become essential, I am essential, therefore... How am I going to live an essential life as a part of the kingdom of God, as part of the church that God created, the assembly of people that come together every week to praise God, thank God, remember who we are, so that, again, we can go out into the world and be light, be salt, which is so desperately needed, obviously, in our world today. But every one of us is called to do that. Uh, Again, doesn't matter who we are, we are unique children of God, and we're going to uniquely spice things up. We're going to uniquely shed light in the world, but it's up to us to determine how we are going to do it, to step forth, to practice it, to try it, so that we get better and better and better at it, so that we will see, even in our midst, more changes happening, all for the good, so that the kingdom of God will grow, the kingdom that is comprised of us, and everyone that God wants to be part of his kingdom. We've got lots of work to do, but God is essential, obvious to our lives, and there's no lack in him. So we can ask and ask and ask, and he can never, we can never get enough of what he wants us to have. But we have to remember we are essential. We are a part of God's plan of creation and God's plan of salvation. Therefore, how are we going to do it? How are we going to be salt for the world? How are we going to be light to the world?